0: Hey, I'm Ulysses. Welcome to yet another edition of the Party Thing. This is the program designed exclusively to appeal to all you voyeurs out there. And uh, I really hope you appreciate that.
1: Y'all ready for this? Say my name. What's your name? Why? What is your name? Tony! You're listening to Don't Call Us Anthony podcast. All guest views and opinions are their own, but don't worry, the hosts will share theirs so you can call them opinionated. But just don't call them Anthony. And now, the hosts of Don't Call Us Anthony, Cooley and Tony. DJ Ulysses, welcome to the Don't Call Us Anthony podcast, dude. You know me, you know Cooley, yes. you know we've been we've been friendly for a very long time. That, that I'll just get that right off the bat. Let people yes. know, my, my, um,
0: my Apple peeps. That's right, man.
1: <laughs> I am I am so excited, man, to have you uh, on the podcast, man, because uh, I know you have so much, so many stories to tell. You have a a long time standing background as a dj um you've done so much i mean it's just
0: called being old yeah
1: but you know what dude but but for the best
0: me and biden old
1: (laughs) for the for the best reasons though (laughs)
0: okay i'll take that
1: oh man
2: so um you look look like somebody who just dyed his beard white man
0: (laughs) i know well he
2: doesn't look old at all man (laughs)
0: <laughs> I, 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 there's some more dying on that thing
2: you look like well, you know me I'm, try,
0: I'm trying to hide my vitiligo so you know look at it. you know goodness
1: oh there it is man yeah
0: yeah there it is there it is in all it's glory but what happened? it won't
1: kill hey, me no no of course not man Sorry. um you dude i uh i'm a big big fan of you obviously you know that we've been friends for a long time but uh i've always admired you as a dj and what you've accomplished so but before we get into all that stuff Just tell us a little bit about who DJ or or Ulysses Goleman is, man. How did, do do you want to, do you consider yourself a DJ? Do you consider yourself a teacher? I
0: I consider myself all those things. I I have compartmentalized my life so that I'm uh, basically having fun at whatever I'm doing. That's the kind of the key. But I had fun as a as a school teacher. I, I had I have fun, and still as a DJ, mm-hmm. uh, I try to have fun as a father. Although that's the toughest of all. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, it, it was just a thing of you know, you're still performing even in the classroom as a teacher if you do it right. That's a certain level of performance. And I was a science teacher for many years. I won a few awards and stuff, and I and I thoroughly enjoyed my students. But then to be on the radio, it's like okay, now you're you're a performer, you're performing, mm-hmm. and you gotta be succinct and get the message out. But i more, more than listening to myself talk. I enjoyed the music, bringing music to the to the public. Hey, this is a good song. This is a good top forty song. And I I started back in the seventies doing this stuff. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That was uh, it was it was you know we were using forty fives. Oh yeah! You guys, you guys even know what forty fives look like? <laughs> I do.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, 45 with the little with the hole in the middle. <laughs> I'm oh fifty. I was it's I was right, there when they right. thought of when it's they like... thought
2: of forty fives. What's that again? Cool. I, said, I was there when they thought of doing forty fives. Huh?
0: I see. I see. Well, I will tell you that that that's really how I got my start as a DJ. I was such a nerd in like s- sixth, seventh, eighth grade. So when, we, when there would be like parties in the town at people's houses, I didn't know how to dance. I was too scared to get out of there and dance. I didn't want to dance with the girls because I was afraid of them. But what I was good at was putting the needle on the record. So we'd be at the party. and That's what we had. We had a record player. And you'd put a song on. And there were certain songs like Marvin Gaye and something else. We would play it like five, six, ten times. So somebody had to sit there and put the needle on the record. Mm-hmm. And I was very good at putting the needle on the record. Ulysses, Ulysses, put, put the needle on the record. That's how I became that's how I started becoming a DJ. Oh, Ulysses, put this song on. I could put it on with and I was quick. Click, 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 bang, mm-hmm. bang put that needle on it and let it and let it play. So uh, yeah, that that started. And then I remember seeing a friend of mine. I was probably a junior in high school, and he was actually on the radio station in our town in New Bern, North Carolina, and he was like a senior. And this kid invited me to come see what radio looked like. And I was hooked because I didn't realize that like, commercials are on special little devices and how they put the music on and backspin and all that kind of stuff. It was awesome. And so mm-hmm. as a result of that, when I got to college, I just went nuts. I helped, I helped run WRIU for years. Even after I graduated, I went back to help RIU. And then I discovered that there was the the public side, the the live DJ part. And, and actually that, right around 1976, 75, that was becoming a big deal. There was this big thing between bands and DJs. And suddenly we DJs weren't very popular out there, but then it got to the point where, okay, we were starting to make a name for ourselves because we could control the music. It sounded just like it did on the radio. We could play it over and over and over again. And suddenly, we 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 DJ started to gain some prominence around I would say seventy four seventy five, and then by 76, 78, oh my God, it was it was the it was the it was the thing here. Uh, my hmm. first DJ real. A public dj gig was at the carriage inn in north kingstown oh place, yeah
1: i know the carriage inn is man <laughs> yeah place, that's place, right place. off that back oh, road right there yeah oh
0: my god we it was crazy and, and it was like, again even musicians would come in and, and listen to the dj even though you know it was it was a little bit of tension between you know who the dj as opposed to the band oh and there were people back there like oh my god i'd never have a dj at my wedding now it's mm-hmm. like you know that's what you want at your wedding yeah. So, so I had to I had to fight through some of that, learn how to mix and stuff. My next big landing spot was uh the Coast Guard house in Narragansett. Mm-hmm. I still do New Year's Eve down there. And man, I was the first DJ they had upstairs Saturday night, we'd have lines packed, yeah, packed coming in. And again, it's because we were playing the music that people wanted to hear, and it sounded like it was supposed to sound as opposed yeah. to live band. And don't let me disparage live bands because I'm also a musician. I played French horn and trumpet, you know, in high school and in college, until they made me the drum major because I didn't want to practice. But that's that's another story. So, you know, I (laughs) respect having musicians and what they can do. But I also understood that this new thing of a DJ, one person bringing their equipment in, setting up their speakers, and you're entertaining 500 people. Hey, that's powerful. Yeah. Very, very powerful. So... uh, yeah, From there, uh, like I said, Coast Guard House, and then that, down in Wasquamucket, the LA Beach Club, and RI 104, those were they kind of go together. RI 104 was the radio station, mm-hmm. I had great ratings. In fact, I'm very proud of the fact that my party thing, right? Program on radio beat out Wolfman Jack, who was on Pro FM at the time on Saturday
1: nights. Oh my god, my that's awesome! Beating him
0: out. That's what that's they told me. Awesome. Well, but and it, and it goes to be honest, he was kind of you know that. He was kind of on his way out. And I was like the new thing coming in. So I, you know. It
1: doesn't I, matter. You still my, beat him. My one time. I,
0: still, <laughs> I was still
1: doing it. That's right. Uh, and I take that.
0: Yes. And then the LA Beach Club is where we started the video and the uh, public access version of the party thing where we'd go down. Thousand kids in this place. A thousand kids. Kids from Connecticut, Massachusetts. everywhere come down on a weekend, Friday, Saturday night. And so then we thought, let's get the cameras in here. And they loved it. Mm -hmm. And then we, because public access was free, nobody got paid. Well, I got paid to DJ, but I didn't get paid to produce the party thing TV show. Mm -hmm. All we did was took it back. And then what I did learn was how to edit. That was major. How to use the equipment, terminology, blah, blah, blah. And then, we know, you throw it on the uh, interconnect, which here in Rhode Island covered the entire state. And it became a much bigger deal than I ever thought it was going to be. I was just doing it because I, you know I was having fun and getting into the clubs for free because we went to study going to other clubs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we became very popular that way. What I was told, because to be honest, when we started the show, we figured the target audience would be, you know, us males, us <laughs> horny males between you know the age of fourteen and eighty. That's what we thought that we would have an all male audience. And then, as I discovered, Tons of ladies loved the show, and I remember then finally asking, "Wow, what is this? Why is it? Do the ladies love the show?" And here's what they told me: because the ladies loved watching the other ladies on the show, and of course, critiquing.
1: Oh yeah, well, we'll <laughs> also cracking. What, I'm what being is politically this? politically
0: correct here. Uh, critiquing.
1: Yeah. Why is she dressed like that? How As you say, what is she wearing? Way? You know, what like what yeah, is she wearing? Why is
0: she yep. doing? Oh, my God, I didn't, I didn't realize. And the, and the other thing I, I give ourselves credit for was we when we shot the footage, we shot everybody. It wasn't like we went around and tried to find the beautiful people. Yeah. We, if you were dancing with energy, we put you on. We put the camera on you. And I think the ladies respected that. But we didn't care you know, what size or what color you were. If you were making us look good, we were all looking good.
1: Now, what years well, was party thing? What years was party thing active? Like from
0: party, party art thing started, we started in nineteen eighty eight doing Damn. the party
1: thing. Wow. Okay. And
0: and I believe uh, I'm going to say two thousand four, maybe two thousand seven. We finally we finally stopped, and even then, I still had some shows that were on until probably two thousand twelve or something. But
1: that's yeah. insane, man. That's a yeah. long run.
0: Yeah, but and remember though, nobody got well we, we didn't get paid to do it I would pay my cameraman yeah, I'd yeah. Pay him to shoot but other than that I didn't get paid to do this this mm. was just you know for the fun and the love of a editing video and b yes going out and uh you know playing with all the fancy ladies that were out there yeah
1: yeah <laughs> because because, <laughs> because
0: they were oh my god it, you know nowadays it would be crazy because everybody's oh yeah. go. but back then this this was social media yeah, that's what I've been told. This was like the beginning of social media, and people would watch my show, and, and people would watch it, and I'd, I'd get comments from people like, even old, even now, old men my age say, "I used to watch your show every Saturday morning." Yeah, I bet you did.
1: Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh my God, you shoot! You've got oh, you shoot some great angles, and yes, we did. Yeah, we knew how to shoot up, and we knew how to shoot down, as opposed to the straight ahead, you know dad shoot where you're shooting just you know
1: yeah, yeah.
0: we we put angles in there and then we edited stuff and put things together so yeah it 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 was uh it was awesome to mm-hmm. be able to do something and not even know that you were doing something good yeah that's really, yeah. That's really how it boils down. i i didn't i just was doing like i said doing it for the fun of getting into the clubs for free meeting the girls and talking to people and and and, and learning how to video edit yeah awesome. so
1: now you were you were also a, a school teacher. Now w- what years were you uh, an active I, school teacher?
0: I, you know, I, I was thinking about that the other day. I started. I think I was twenty one or twenty two uh, down in Narragansett as a science teacher, and I love I, I loved my science. I loved education. Loved mm. it. Loved it. Loved it. And um, it was the. It was the only interview that I did for a teaching job, and I got the job. That's awesome. I, I started in 1976, and then I retired in 2009. So I, I did my, I think it's 33 yeah. years, somewhere like that. I, I did my 33. At that point, I, you know, I loved it still, but I, I was kind of ready to move on. You get When you get older, you know what I mean? The, the mm-hmm. energy level goes down. I was ready to do other things at that point. but uh, And then where the pension system works, after thirty three years, you you know hey yeah you want to stay you can but you're not you're not adding any more to the to your pension right so, so that was the thing uh, science was was what I did in college I first I, at first I thought I was gonna do something in radio and TV but for some reason you know to me being an educator was a little more meaningful you know as far as the world DJing was fun to entertain people and would let them laugh and have a good time but education was like okay. Uh, I'm, and I know it's corny as it kind of sounds, but I knew I was helping to get the next generation ready. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I felt like I had a nice knack for getting them to understand science, love science, you know, I'm actually a nerd, as you can remember. I couldn't dance, yeah, man. <laughs> In seven, you know, seventh day grade. I was a nerd. I always, I was Urkel before that was Urkel. <laughs> I I'm the, I'm, the, I'm, the, I'm the original Urkel, man. I already know this, I have, to, I have to confess that. Even now, you know, I get excited. Thunderstorms coming, Oh, I gotta go out and see. Oh my God, the, the literate media showers. Oh, I gotta go see, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, so, so I really had two parts of my life that were really, you know, that drove me all the time. I could be the serious Mr. Goldman during the day, and then at night, DJ Ulysses on you know on the radio, or, or you know out in the clubs and stuff.
1: But well, you can tell that like I can tell because I've I've done enough gigs with you and stuff and DJing that, you know. <laughs> You definitely had an impact on your students man because we'll be out and they'd be like oh mr Goldman, mr goleman like you know so even now you know like some of these kids have grown up but it's like they still remember you they're like they they ask you to dj their parties their family yeah. parties so it's like yeah. dude you left like a legacy behind you you know mr goleman the, the dj the science teacher you know so that's awesome man
0: just just out there so i don't keep so i don't get bored
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, You know what I mean? That was the really other side of it. I had all enough going on, so I I was never bored. So, okay.
2: That's
1: cool. And having fun. Did you ever run into any, like, did anything ever happen where, like, you know, because you're a science teacher, but then on the weekends, like, they're like ah, oh, he's doing party thing. Like, like, how does that actually work out? You know, because they know they see so, the public access show. You know what I mean? So yes,
0: there were there there were there were many of teachers and colleagues sometimes raised their eyebrow at that some of our uh, our shots. <laughs> some <of> our videos. <laughs> yeah. I, again, remember I said we didn't hold we didn't shoot straight ahead with the camera. We shot from the floor up. Yeah. Or we shot from here down and, you know, I'm sorry, but that's the best way to see somebody dancing and to get the full body, yeah. you know, unless you're going to stand way back. Yeah, and yeah. so, yeah, every now and then you get a little kind of like, oh, you guys, what are you guys doing? Yeah. How do you get them angles? Well, but
1: <laughs> the I girls, love that. It wasn't they weren't necessarily they weren't necessarily upset about it. They were like, how do you get those angles? <laughs> yeah,
2: <right>. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, especially the fellas.
0: The fellas would always, they were, they appreciated our angles. The girls were like, what are you guys doing? But you know, we never let anything show. Yeah, Always kept things clean. Yes, we. Yes, I have some bloopers.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah.
0: But, but for the most part, you know, no, it was, it was like a, as I would say to people in public, I don't really want to get a a, a shot, you know, that can't be aired because now I got to edit it. Right, it right. to just, you know, if we just, I wanted the illusion that you might see something, you mm-hmm. know what I mean. And, and of course, after the ladies got a little uh, inebriated, they oh, you know, they just they just sometimes just let it all hang out, and I was like, okay.
1: It was actually <laughs> funny. I know. I have a story about a friend of a friend who was actually dancing, and uh, she told me that um, I guess like her father was up like a couple days later in the morning, and he was watching public access, and he saw his daughter on the TV, and he goes, oh. and he he was like, "I saw you on the TV. What were you doing last night at the club?" <laughs> and She was just like, I "Oh have, my god!" Like she <laughs> didn't even heard, know. I
0: have heard many stories <laughs> like that. Of, of like where girlfriends <laughs> caught their boyfriend dancing with somebody on the TV or your parents didn't know you were out that you were doing it oh yeah oh my god yeah, that's yeah,
1: awesome yeah, yeah.
0: It, it's it had it has caused some trouble
1: <laughs> yeah oh god now now how did you transition from um the clubs to into um you know you do mostly like private parties now and weddings like how did that how did that transition happen
0: i I, it it just i just discovered that to be honest with you uh the money the money Mm -hmm. in djing is really doing private parties and doing uh weddings and and so you gravitate toward that also when you do a private party you do a wedding the crowd that is there is how do i say this they're all of, of the same mind, so to speak. So if you've got a wedding, you know what it is. You've got the, the brides people and the grooms people, but they're all there for one purpose. They're all there to celebrate the bride and the groom and the party. So it's kind of easy. Mm. They, they, it's almost like they're a family. So now it's easy because you kind of know who you're dealing with. You kind of know what kind of music to play with them, as opposed to a club where, you know, people are just walking in off the streets. So you don't know what kind of mix your crowd's going to be when you do a club. But a private party you pretty much know these are all friends of the host or friends of the bride and groom so hey now it's easier to to get them to dance and party and want to be together because that's what that's the purpose you're not just going out to see what's going on you're out to celebrate whatever the event is birthday party wedding whatever so Mm. i gravitated toward that and i loved it it was like okay this is this is this is it's like in the classroom i have a captive audience They're here, they aren't leaving. You know, the club, people can go, oh, I don't like this, I'm leaving. Yeah. You go to somebody's party, you're going to stay. You know, you might yell at the DJ because he's not playing what you want, but you're going to stay. So... Mm. Yeah, I said, okay, this is this is where I'm at. I like this. <laughs> That's actually,
1: you know, it's funny you said that because I never really, like, I, I probably have thought about that, but you're bringing it up again. I mean, yeah, you do have a captive audience when you have a private party or a wedding. Whereas, mm-hmm. like, you know, if you're DJing somewhere, like, you know, we both DJed, obviously, at Coast Guard House. You have you know a, a group there but some people leave to go get a drink they come back in some yeah. they want to hear different yeah. music so, yeah. sometimes you have a wedding from the towers come over and you try yeah. to. Yes. They, yes. They, they're ready for the second party that's <laughs> so right and they're ready to,
0: to the crowd's not ready. oh yeah, yeah trying
1: yeah. to bring clubbing. these two crowds together and make a mesh well you know
0: yeah clubbing clubbing is is a little tougher you know what i mean so yeah that's yeah. why i really do i like my private parties and, 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 I, and I like my uh you know, the, the weddings and school dances. Oh my God, mm. I used to do school dances. I never forget doing Portsmouth High School homecoming. 900 kids. Oh
1: my God. Oh,
0: yeah. 900. 900.
1: Why do you even? Where was this?
0: <laughs> this was Portsmouth High School. They right. fit
1: 900 in a high school.
0: 900 foot. kids in a, in, a, in a gym. Yes. Just outrageous. You're just like, what? Wall to wall people and South and North Kingstown was pretty big too. I don't know, not 900, but oh, yeah, there'd be a good 500 in North Kingstown. Man, and you play up on the stage. And then those days when I DJed, I didn't just play music, but I also had a video screen,
1: yeah. a big
0: video screen. And on the video screen, we would play videos that I got from MTV mm-hmm. and a live cameraman. So I'd have a guy go out right on the floor and he's shooting footage. Sometimes it's live, sometimes we'd shoot the footage and then put it up doing a slow mm-hmm. song on the big screen but the big screen was like a a showpiece you know this is something to watch oh my god i can see myself oh my god i'm dancing blah 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 and they liked it back then i don't know if the people would like it nowadays but again remember this
1: was the late 80s early 90s you know video was a big deal i don't know i feel like it a big deal they still do that though i mean like a buddy of mine dj's out and um uh, whatever. I mean, it's like maybe about like 40 minutes away. I forgot where it was. I think it's Barrett's or something, but he DJs there and uh, and he does, you know, music videos like still and it's okay. still a hit, you know, yep. like he's got it hooked up to the system, yep. which is connected to the TVs. Yep. So, you know, he's still doing the videos, man. That's still a hit, man, if you do they, it right.
0: They were, they were, they were doing that at, at, at Mardi Gras before it closed down and walked. Oh, yeah, yeah. Same thing. He, uh, I remember uh, DJ Marcus would come on yep. and he'd have the videos playing and then he'd, walk, you, know, you know, move into... Uh, You know, just dancing, or just you know, yeah, just the CDs at those times.
1: R.I.P. Mardi Gras man. Yes. You know, know, isn't that crazy?
0: I know. I drove by yesterday. Drove by. It's like, oh, I don't know. What is it? What is it? Apartment buildings or something now? Office building? I don't know. It's
1: some. It's it's they build a massive uh, building there. It's gonna it's split between a beauty salon and half of it's gonna be a liquor store. And then on that corner they're building a bank. Like,
2: (laughs) oh yeah, those
1: random plot of land so hey
0: that's how the world you know it moves on yeah
1: man for sure for sure gotcha that's crazy now um there was a question that i wanted to ask you it just slipped my mind um oh man what was it it just slipped my mind coolie do you got anything it'll probably come back to me yeah, um,
0: you're, too, you're too you're too
1: young for that <laughs> <laughs> no i was like we i got i got sidetracked for a second and i just lost the thought damn i uh, will come back
2: to me yo what what's what um what like what's like the craziest moment that you had during you all me? of the yeah dj like oh, just, let me, oh, no matter, it doesn't was, matter what era oh, I got what, a what's the craziest I, moment oh i
0: got a good cool game. you
1: just reminded me so i got it after I, this I right, you write
0: it down so you don't forget No, i won't forget <laughs> Right only, I was D. De- this is when I first learned the power of being a good DJ or being a DJ. This Thursday night at URI back in the 70s, late 70s, we could drink. So the Thursday night was a big party night in a place called The Pub, which was downstairs in the Memorial Union of University of Rhode Island. So I remember a particular Thursday night. I'm down there DJing and I have got this crowd whipped up furiously sororities fraternities and i'm playing the music and i'm banging i got them going and i just think i'm driving them nuts well yeah i drove them so nuts that they were literally jumping off tables grabbing onto the the raft of things of the the, what is the chandelier things at the top Mm -hmm. they were tearing the place up because i had them so riled up so the bartender masharelli they gotta love mash mash comes over you lie, you lie. It was called you lie in those days. You lie, you lie. You got to slow down. These people are going nuts, blah, blah, blah. And I looked around. He was right. And I said, oh, my God. So I stopped the music for a bit. And then what I did was I put on like four slow songs, four slow songs, just to kind of calm the crowd down. But ever since that day, I said, oh, damn, I can really get people riled up. Mm. I could really cause problems here. I knew it was me because I knew what songs I was playing and what songs made them jump and act crazy. Mm -hmm. And that was a very important lesson. That okay, watch (laughs) your crowd. Don't drive them too crazy. You don't want them breaking your equipment and breaking you and breaking you because they're frenzied out. So
2: Mm. yeah,
0: I'll never never forget. That was a life lesson. Mm
2: -hmm. That that was a safe one. No. Yes, thank you. <laughs> now, now, take off the training wheels and tell me the craziest shit that ever happened to you when you was DJing. That, oh that, that, that's a great revelation, and I appreciate it. But I see what you're saying.
0: I'm trying to, let me, let me, let me see. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to, I got, I got to think about this. I mean, the craziest thing, I, I remember once doing a wedding.
1: Oh dude, uh, you got a story. Oh. You know the story. Yeah. Well, you,
0: know.
1: you know the one is the one I'm thinking of, the weirdest. Yeah,
0: fight. Yeah, yeah. No,
1: no, not the fight. I'll talk to, I'll have to uh there's some something about a woman who is there that she, I can't give it away. I can't give it away. I'll have to text I, you. I,
0: well, I'm not sure which story you I'll I'll,
1: I'll I'll think I'll give away a hint it to you, but you all tell right, the story all first. Right. All
0: right. <laughs> well, the one story <laughs> I'm thinking which I thought was crazy. I'm doing a wedding. It was back in the day of Evelyn's Villa. And so if, you, if you, everybody knows Evelyn's yep. Villa in West Warwick, it's really two, two banquet rooms next to each other. All of a sudden, all the guys in my wedding room were missing. All the guys were gone. I'm like, what's going on? And then a few moments later, I could see <laughs> police lights. Well, it turns out that the guys in my wedding that I was doing got in a fight with the guys in the wedding that was next door. They were all out in the parking lot fighting. And I was like, are you serious? Are you kidding me? Yeah, yes.
2: And oh the grown was so, he
0: was embarrassed. And he cooked me up with a good tilt because he was embarrassed. We were all like, what the hell? That was pretty freaky, Cooley. That did that happen
2: pretty... because of what you were playing, or...? No,
0: no, I don't know why. I yeah, was
2: hoping I could tie the two stories together no, no, and no,
0: full no, circle. No, but no, no. Coolie's no, got, got, like, kind of cool,
1: Like, Ulysses cool. has got, like, this... He's got a five-song set list that just drives everybody insane. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I wish, you know? I was trying to
2: put that shit that together like yeah. M. Night Shyamalan.
0: There were certain er- eras in my existence where you just knew. You had about 20 songs that you just knew. You were gonna just lay them out. They were gonna love you. Yeah. Uh, Twenty or thirty. You knew whatever you just had to, and you just had to mix them in and play them at the right time. Nowadays, it's a little harder. Everybody's all over the place as to what music they like and want. But yeah, that's that's what it was like. Yeah, cool. right. I don't. I don't know. I mean, you know, I, I could tell you stories about all the uh, the young ladies that were, you know. Who were just in love with me because I was the DJ? But you know, I had those, those kind of stories. Yeah,
2: I'll do it, man! I'll slap a M on this. What,
0: what are you? What are you <laughs> doing? What are you doing later on?
1: I'm doing you, girl.
2: You're on this on your <laughs> own, man.
1: man, I wasn't gonna bring up the van, but you, you.
2: <laughs> no, yes. no. Well,
0: yeah, yeah. That was back. Uh, that was way back. That was the early days when I wasn't even. You know when you just walk in, and the equipment was already there. And yeah. yes, I, I did have a, a van that uh, I was very proud of. <laughs> it had a built-in bed and oh my built god, in speakers, built-in speakers in the back. Oh yeah, it was it was it was special. It was uh, special, but you know hey.
1: <laughs> all right, here we go. I I I'm gonna try to give you a hint without telling you. Okay, what the story was. Yeah, there okay. was something that happened in a wedding. Where they came up to you and said, this went down. I need you to keep them busy.
0: Oh, yes. All right. Yes, yes, <laughs> okay. yeah. Yeah, Cooley, I'm glad he reminded me. Cooley, we doing a wedding. It was in Newport. And all of a sudden, somebody runs up to me from the family and goes, Ulysses, the bride's grandmother is dying or dead. She's in the bathroom. She's dead. She has died in the bathroom. Wait.
2: She's yeah. in the bathroom dead. She, she, she back, passed she, she
0: passed, passed away morning. in the
1: bathroom. She passed yes. Passed
0: away at the wedding in the, in bathroom. the
1: bathroom. In, in the bathroom. in during the reception.
0: During the reception and the girl said just don't say anything. The bride doesn't know. Just keep this party going. And oh my god, kept that party going and the bride didn't find out until the last 30 minutes that she found out, "Oh my god, my 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 grandmother's not here. Oh my god, this is what happened." They were able to get her in the ambulance, get her to the hospital, even though, and I'm pretty sure she had passed already. But still, she after that she left. But mm-hmm. yeah, that was that was very that's that's freaky. It just yes, like,
1: whoa.
0: yes. You goes whoa, you know, wow. that's my job. You know, I, I just keep them partying. Don't let anybody, nobody. I don't want anybody to know what's happening.
1: It's kind of crazy because you know that she was like, she's like, I just want to see my granddaughter get married, and then yeah. she was,
0: and then once she saw, know, it, she said, all right, I can go. I know. So. Yeah,
1: that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's insane.
0: Awesome, those are some crazy things. That's for sure.
1: I remember so you I, texted me that night. You're like, you're not going to believe what just happened. Oh, I was I like, what? <laughs> know, what did I you know. do, bro? Oh, I, <laughs> I was you know. like, oh, my yeah, God.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, if I think long enough, I'll think of some other things. But, you know, I got one.
1: Oh,
0: I got another one.
1: I got another one. You would you, Now, I'm not going to give away the person. I'm going to let you reveal who it is. You were DJing at Poncho's and somebody came in and asked you to play a song and you didn't know who it was until oh, after they left.
0: So embarrassed. <laughs> oh, cool. You got to hear this. I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> Dude, it was at, right at the beginning of the night. Nobody was in the club for the most part, except me and bartenders. And I had just set things up. I was just warming stuff up. So then this tall, slender black gentleman comes in, stands next to me and says something about DMX. And me, you know, so busy thinking what I'm doing, I go, yeah, yeah, I got DMX, I got it, I got it. I'll play, I'll, I'll play you some. And thought he'd go away, and he did. He kind of walked away. And then I find out a day or two later, it was DMX. <laughs> this was when he came to. He was, hanging, he was living in Peacedale. He bought a house there. You know, he was living, and he came in to say hello to me, and I'm like, and I just kind of like, just, I just, I didn't. <laughs> And I think, who
2: would and who would have ever thought, you know, DMX? In,
1: yeah. Really, in Narragansett. Yeah. Yeah. DMX. Yeah, I just, I just rest, find it weird rest, that he asked that he asked for DMX. He has, hear, ask for my own. Or or, or,
2: or, or, or or even if he was just like, hi, I'm DMX. Like, I, I just don't I don't I don't know I don't get that I don't understand why he would say his own name unless he was like rapping to you. Well,
0: <laughs> he, 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 he you like, know. He did. He said something about DMX but he didn't. <clears throat> but he, was, but he, may have said, he may have said that he was DMX, and I didn't hear that. All I heard was DMX meaning, oh, okay, yeah, I can play some.
1: Imagine that. He a, walks up. He, imagine like... that he walks up. He's like, hi, I'm DMX. You're like, yeah, yeah, I can put on some party yeah, exactly. up in here. Yeah,
0: yeah. Me, 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 me and my dog. He like, and
2: he's like, this motherfucker. And That's he right. walks away. <laughs> he just walks away. He doesn't even bother coming back he's like oh
0: uh, yes i never saw him again i oh never saw him again in that club. so i was like but i, I knew he i did not heard oh my god dmx is in he's in right in south county oh he bought a house in peacedale oh my, oh yeah yeah
1: that's hilarious he passed wow, away
2: that's wow that was
0: embarrassing <laughs> that's that, no doubt about it embarrassing
2: yeah. you, didn't even, you, didn't, you didn't even see him like you didn't even look up did you
0: <laughs> oh no no i turned and looked at him <laughs> but but I, for some reason, it just didn't, you know, and Cooley, Cooley, you know, we, we all look alike, so I, I didn't.
1: <laughs> Not to us, though. Alike, you know what I, it? I'm so glad you said that, man. Cooley, I'm still glad you said that, man, because if I said that, like, if I, oh, I didn't realize it was DMX. You guys would have been like, oh, because you think we all look alike, but you just said it. <laughs> so yeah. it's just like the fact that you didn't even see. Oh, my God. So embarrassing!
2: Yeah, no, my God, I'm that's just saying, it's not supposed so, to be like that for so us, though. It's not
1: supposed to be like that for us.
2: <laughs> Tony, seriously, though, scientifically, <laughs> it's been scientifically proven that people, if they see somebody from, like, a different group of people, or even if you see something else like a tiger, <laughs> right? Like, it looks like every other tiger because you're not around tigers all the time. Right, uh, exactly. Right? So, like, yeah. if I look at, like, if I look at you, Riley, right? you look like every white guy that I know. That's not—it's not true now because I know you and we've been hmm. around each other, right? right? But yeah.
1: that's bullshit, like, man. That, that, I stick that, like, out like a carrot. I don't look like a lot of white guys. <laughs> so
2: I'm, a seven foot, I'm, I'm a seven-foot.
1: white carrot.
2: Uh, guys with tattoos all over their body, like if I seen one, I have seen them all at this point because, like, I don't see them all the time. You know what I mean? Sorry, yeah. bro. That's, Sorry, that's, that's science. science. That's,
0: the, that's the way it is. That's
2: right. That's yeah. it is. It's science. Everything just uh, blends in together. You know what I mean? Until, yeah. until, you, until that thing is focused on and it becomes part of your life, then that becomes recognizable. But yeah. if it's not part of your existence, when you when you look at it, it looks like every other thing that is, you know, colored right. like that. Right my, or, my, or or my, looks my... like that or same height same same characteristics like if they like I just said if they were covered their body was covered in tattoos like mm-hmm. I don't hang around with a lot of people like that so when I see somebody covered in tattoos maybe I think he looks just like the one person I know that's covered in tattoos yeah right so so yeah. that's all that, I I think I think that that's a thing but like that's why yeah, I'm that's... saying for us like we're not supposed to look at each other and be like because we're around each other all the time <laughs> like you know I mean, like I grew up with black people you know. <laughs> That was
0: just me being lazy, arrogant, or preoccupied. Because like I said, it was exactly. You was night, digging so in the crates. I was getting, I was getting ready to, you know, get my show together. I'm waiting for the ladies to show up. You know, yeah.
2: You, you can't even high. say no. You can't even, that.
1: you can't even say he was digging in the crates, man. Because by that time it was all digital. it. So yeah, a... Still, no, still,
0: you know, you're still going through it was your in music. in the digital age, you know yeah, dude. Uh, you still <laughs> go through your music, even in the, even in the even in the digital world. You got to go through and make little marks or do. yeah i know it's so
1: much it's it's so much harder to type in dmx (laughs) (laughs) well no i wasn't i wasn't planning on doing you know dmx i
2: mean an artist it's three letters i feel like i do feel like in the digital age you gotta like to do blends and shit like that you gotta do math now and shit like but back in the day you just listen and hear it out you know what i mean like now you gotta get like everything down to like
1: well, they they I mean, they the I mean, digital kind of makes it easier, too, because like you can go in and it will literally group all the songs that have the same BPM rate
2: if you know, so, yeah, if you so help. you can
1: literally pull like two mm-hmm. tracks. and then now, I mean, now with like the mixers, man, you can hit like a sync button even if you don't know how to match and it'll kind of blend it for you. So, yeah. I mean, that's why I have respect for old school DJs like Ulysses man who know how to do it by ear, by hand, putting down a record, no way to drop the needle. like, that that skill, man. You we, know, it was mm-hmm.
0: tough learning it. We had to learn it. We had to learn that that the twelve technique twelve hundreds. You know, they were the best turntables because people had tried all different time and finally it's you still out You
2: can't can find, one. find one for less than twenty five hundred. No, no yeah. yeah, and, yeah I, and I
0: think I I have two of them somewhere mm-hmm. floating around yet.
2: They're um, coming yeah. back, man.
1: They're coming back. The like, turntables have become resurgence now. Mm-hmm. I like, that old equipment is worth a lot of money, so swear,
0: I'm, I'm hanging on to it. Hey man, I got a bunch of it.
1: <laughs> Give it up to Grandmaster Flex, dude. You know that yeah. guy was one who started it. I mean, I I, I honestly I would say nice. um, Flash that I say I said I said Flex Grandmaster Flash. Um, so um, what was I gonna say um, so you your style of DJing, did you feel like you learned the most of it from being in radio or yes. actually okay, so yes. what? So what did you learn Not from radio specifically?
0: Yes. He, what, I, what, I learned, what I learned with radio is that as much as people say they want to hear a whole lot of range of, of music, no. There's a small range of music that people really know and want to dance and party to. So you got these DJs going out and going, oh, I got a thousand, I got 15 billion songs. Went, Big deal. Your yeah. crowd only wants to hear a couple of hundred. Right. So you you know, so, and, and the trick, too, was in radio is we focused on the hits. And this is what I tell all my clients. I tell every moment I am a top 40 DJ. Mm-hmm. I believe in the hits. I'm going to play the hits. I don't care how popular a song my, my, or how good a song may sound on an album. If it's not a song that I know everybody knows from the radio, I'm probably not going to play it. Mm-hmm. because i want when i play a particular song i want everybody in that room to pretty much recognize that song they may not all like it but at least they recognize it so they're not going what's he playing what's he mm-hmm. playing that? what's you know what i mean so i've always been one of those kind of djs go for the hits go for whatever is most popular with people you know sometimes you know club there were club hits and there were radio hits but still not i didn't i didn't stray too much into strange and new music. I wasn't one of the kind of DJs that was always breaking new songs. That wasn't Mm -hmm. my style. I let the other DJs do that. When you came to my party, you knew you were going to hear the music that you already kind of know and love. Mm -hmm. And then my job was timing when to play it, how to play it, what to say as you play. And that was the other thing I learned from from radio was was, because a lot of DJs don't talk. They don't talk to the crowd and when they do they, they they mumble whereas the radio you you know you know you, you got to talk and i and i found that that was people love the fact that the dj would come out and you know little quips here and there in between songs comments here talking over the song a little bit you know especially in the beginning just like you know just like radio
1: so um your com- oh, your comments, dude, are some of the my, some of my favorites. Stick out to me, like when you DJ'd my wedding. Um, <laughs> I was de- we were doing a groomsman dance, and we did this thing to like bend down and like kind of like have a slide a hand on our leg, just as like a joke. And in <laughs> the back, in the video still, you just hear you go, "Oh, she likes that move." Oh well, yeah. <laughs> and then, like.
0: And your, my other favorite bride, one was your bride at the time was watching it. A big <laughs> grin as you guys all bent over. Yeah. A big grin comes on her face. I go, Oh, she likes that. <laughs>
1: there was I think my other favorite one, and for some reason always made me laugh, is you were playing uh I think it was uh Beat It or Billy Jean or something like that. I think it was Beat It. And like everybody knows who's singing Beat It, but like you just felt the need of the song to go, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> like, so that always made me laugh like all right cool man you just re- remind people who it is
0: <laughs> well you know it's just it's just it's, it's just a, it's, it's, great. it's great
1: it's great i love it's it
0: personal you you're trying to personalize the event yeah. because it, you know you could again you could just put like when i started <laughs> as a kid just put on records and not talk at all yeah. but if you talk enough and throw the comments back and forth now that people associate oh my god He's the DJ. He's the one making sure we're having fun. He's playing all of the good music, you know. And so they re- they remember who you are. They they hear you talk, and yeah. It's like
2: yeah, and it, you it, just it put feels a it feel like a show, like you're a showman,
1: you know. <laughs> Would you, yeah. What did you say? I'm just gonna put out a mixtape.
2: Yeah, it's like uh, if you're not if you're not a showman, I'm just gonna put out a mixtape. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, exactly. So, so, to- so
0: that's always that's the point. Is you know, yeah, I learned that early on that that just you getting out and and believe me, there were parties where where you'd have to get out and say something yeah. to, to get them to get on the floor. So I, I have to tell you, I, I guess this is politically correct. I used to say it, so I'm gonna say it now. So so a lot of times, a lot of my audiences and gigs I did were mainly white people. And so I used to have this line where I would, you know, putting on music and I'm putting on good music that they should be dancing to. And they weren't on my floor, you know, like old time rock and roll and that kind of stuff. So at, so at some point, I would be very dramatic. I'd actually pick the needle up off the record right in the middle of the song and stop and look at it and go, yo, you guys know this is a great song. You know I'm playing your music. And I understand that you white folks don't dance till you get drunk. <laughs> <laughs> so please go to the bar. Get some drink and come back out here and dance, and I promise yeah. I promise you I'll have you sober before you get home. and I put the song back on. All of a sudden, I'll look up and my floor would be like,
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I you know, I kind of
0: shamed them into to get it on the floor, and that's when I really learned. talk
1: to them. talk to them. I, you know what Why I feel that, I feel like what that does though is it it, it I don't know if it, it like shaming them, yeah, but I think you kind of just. Work- br- but you just break the ice for everybody.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know,
1: yeah. like they, like they know, like all right, like it's safe to get out and dance. And if I go out there, it's not because I want to dance; it's because the DJ told us we had to. Yes, you know? exactly. So, yeah, yeah. You know, so yeah, that's a that's a sick move, actually, it was, dude.
0: It, it, it used to. It, it doesn't work anymore because you know it doesn't matter anymore. But back in back in the seventies, you know, and eighty, yeah, that was huge. Yeah, that would get right on that floor. It'd be, and they would even tell me afterwards. Well, you're shamed us to getting on the floor. Did you have a good time? <laughs> yeah, it was great. There you go.
1: <laughs> so so Cooley asked an awesome question, which was what was uh, like the craziest thing that's ever happened? What was one of the, the like the worst the moments you've had in DJing? You know, like something that like, you know, like you always think of like something that really just went not the way you wanted, you know?
2: If it's not the grandmother that died on the toilet, I mean. No, no, no. No, that's a, I, I mean.
0: Know, I know. I'm talking about usually the worst kind of things will happen when your equipment messes up.
1: Yes, that's where that's I was trying to lead really, you. Yeah. That's
0: <laughs> really the worst that can happen is when your equipment messes up. And there have been a case. I remember doing a a, a a big gig at South Kingstown High School once. And we had just there was an amp that I had rented from URI. And for some reason, it overheated, and all of a sudden, boom! The whole thing just shot down. That was it. And I and I thought somebody had clipped the uh, the plug. Yeah. No, it just and so luckily at that gig was one of those things where we had to wait a few moments for it to cool off, then plug it back. You know, then you know, play it, put it on again, and then uh, you know, play it at a lower volume. I mean, we got through the night, but usually the things that bother me that make my gigs un, you know unfun, no fun. It's when the equipment doesn't work, mm.
2: do you, ah, you go so acapella that's... when that happens. Like, I again, I said, Do you go like acapella when that happens? Like, oh, no, 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 I don't care. Hey. It's everybody,
1: no. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: don't dare I don't dare Sing, but oh my god. So, so yeah, I, I mean, I, I keep thinking of, that's uh, uh, and maybe something will drift in if I keep thinking about uh, gigs that were really just, just... do you ever
1: deal with do you ever deal with someone specifically yeah. that? You know, like there's, you know, a, a guest or like maybe there's somebody you were DJing for that was unpleasant, or somebody, you know, yeah, people, yeah, you
0: know. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I've I've had that. I I I did a wedding a few years ago, uh, in Newport. Oh Lord, where the bride and her friends of twelve people, all wanted, and this is when the, that the new hip hop was coming up. You know what I mean? So it's a few years back, and so mm-hmm. she wanted me to play just that kind of music. And then you had the whole rest of the wedding party who wanted to hear my usual mix of top forty. And every time I'd go to music to, for them, she or her friends, or mother would come up here. You know, she would like you to play blah, blah blah. And I'm like, I will, but let me mix it. Oh, that was oh, I was that was to this day that annoys still annoys the hell out of me that they hired me to do a job and they alien they wanted me to alienate three fourths of the crowd for twelve people the bride and 12 people to dance. And it was like, okay, I can see special, but you're, you're, no, not monopolizing the whole night. Yeah, you got yeah. people sitting down. And then when I would put on their music, the ground would beat the floor would be full of people. And I remember mm-hmm. it and saying, I said, look at my floor. How can you sit? But I'm the bride. <laughs> oh, yeah. you
1: know, I like,
0: most, most of my clients are people that I already know. Yeah. Most of my clients are people that are either I work with or uh, their kids, they were my students or their parents. I know, you know what I mean? So, so that, that it's nice when your clientele, when you know your clientele and you know your customers, so to speak, that's the best. And, and that's, mm-hmm. that's how I do it. I don't advertise. Yeah. I do not advertise. You, you know, if you want me, you better, you got to know somebody to get to me. And then, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'll, give you de- I'll give you a good deal and get you out there. So, so yeah, that's how that rolls.
1: So, not only I think this needs to be needs to be addressed. Not only are you, have you been a uh, an educator, not only have you been a DJ and worked on the radio, you also uh, were an editor for a show called Cotton Providence with Judge yes. Caprio, which I think <laughs> needs to be recognized because that show went national, man. So, can you talk to me about how that came about? I, I mean, know, that's that's huge.
0: Oh my lord! Let me tell you the, how that all happened. By the way we just we just got nominated for a third emmy what emmy hell today. yeah
1: man congratulations Congrats. congratulations dude i know that's like, awesome really? <laughs> that's kick ass man
0: but uh yeah. but yeah the, the deal with that was you know you, you, being right place right time first of all um the real uh, producer of that is joe caprio the judge judge frank caprio's younger brother and so he was videotaping his brother in court, public access, just like I was doing party thing, he was doing court in Providence. And his show became popular just like mine became popular. Then it got to the point where everything in the video industry was going digital. We weren't doing the old tapes, things like we used to old-fashioned tapes. It was then, this is, you know, was 2000 now, everything's going digital on the computer. So it turns out that Joe did not know how to do digital video. He's got a great eye. He, he knows how to put strings together. He's a great editor. He's a great cameraman. But he did not know how to do digital video. So here's, here's how things all tie together. His nephews went to Narragansett in the middle school. I taught out of the judges, out of the judges, five kids, I taught three of them. So they contacted me and said, Goldman, Goldman, Uncle Joe needs help with digital video. And I can't, because I, at I, the time I was working at Apple and I'm thinking, oh man, there's so many better people here than me. No, nah, no, nah, they, they know you, we, Uncle Joe doesn't know you, but we know you, we think you're the right fit, blah, 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 blah. All right, fine. So I thought that I would be with Uncle Joe and Cotton Providence maybe four months, six months, to tutor him on how to use Final Cut Pro, which is the digital platform for video, video editing at the time, and then he'd go off on his own. No, I'm still working for him. <laughs> even though, still, even though the even though the show has stopped, because the, the, the city of Providence sort of, you know, hate to say it, but they were, they were not they were not good to the, the judge. They sort of kicked him out of the judgeship for younger blood. That's really okay. what it was. Uh, but we're still video, we're still videotaping. We have old shows that we're putting out on, a, on, on the web still from, from the judge that people have not seen. So I, so in a sense, I'm, 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 I'm still working for that. But that's, that's how that all happened. I did not realize that we're going to be with Court and Providence this long. And yeah, we, we, were, we were very proud that we went from being a public access program all the way up to Emmy nominated on national television
1: that's awesome that's,
0: man that's, it is it is It is. even now I, I i don't i don't always want to believe it in my head but yeah that's what happened
1: yeah, that's, that's what, that's and and, and the
0: best part is that we could i could edit at home i could yeah right at home I mean, i I log on to the boss's computer We and i would edit it then we'd send it to the next level they'd put the graphic then we send it to hollywood and they put it out it's like whoa this that's is how you make awesome. a tv show <laughs> so yeah it was good i, I felt good about uh I felt good about showcasing the judge, and and what he had, what he meant to millions of people that went through the court system, and his style of how he deals with people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, and 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 again, and, and another little caveat is that Judge Caprio is one of the owners of the Coast Guard House.
1: <laughs> yeah, he is. Yeah. So he
0: knew me too. He knew me. You know, it's funny. Everybody says, "Yo, don't you do you know the judge? Do you have a thing, brother? You have a uh, you have a, a, a autograph?" I said, "I look at him. I go." I've Had to sit across the table from the with the judge and his wife at a parent conference. I've known him since the 70s. <laughs> just, you know, I'm glad at what has happened, but yeah, he's he, he's just, you know, yeah, he's, just a, fa- he's just another father. What am I another another one of my parents? <laughs>
2: yeah. Oh my god. <clears throat> so have you ever uh this is like the this is the question of the night. Have you ever had to stand before Judge Caprio?
0: no <laughs> On a <cage>. no. No? <laughs> no 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 thank god no yeah but the been, funny thing that would
2: have been embarrassing man right like <laughs>
0: yeah yeah i'd be mean, real oh yeah no that's that's the good thing about me you know me and the judge it was always you know either either i'm helping his brother do the show or i'm at the coach god house making his club look good mm-hmm. so yeah even even now every now and then i'll be down there he'll come in we'll say hello to each other new year's eve was awesome I always do New Year's Eve for the Coast Guard, also. He's always there, and I always make sure to you know. Do a shout out to the judge while he's there. That kind of thing
1: It's very cool. That's awesome. But
0: yeah, no, no, it's uh, no, no. I have not had to go before the judge.
2: Okay,
1: all right. <laughs> I remember when you said that you, you know, editing that show, you actually uh, tended to see people before the judge that you knew.
2: <laughs> so. Oh yes.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah that, yeah, that happened on many occasions that you would see individuals that you that you knew in real life and go. Oh my god! And, then, and then every, every now and then they they would let me steal a little snippet and send it to <laughs> hey, you. Johnny, guess what? I saw you. Look at this. You know you're on you're you're gonna be on you're gonna be on national television next week. <laughs>
1: it's awesome.
0: Because it, you know it's it, it's uh it's open it's it's open to the public. Mm-hmm. So everybody forgets that the courtroom is a public event. Anybody can walk in at any time and sit down and, and videotape and, and, and listen to a, a court proceeding. It really is. It's not a Judge Judy thing. It's not a people's court. It's a bona fide proceeding. proceeding. Mm-hmm. And all we do is, and if the case is like, say, 20 minutes long, we know how to edit it down to fine points or, okay, we get it down to five right. minutes, that kind of thing. And the judge, once we started doing this more and more, even he was smarter and clever about getting the people to talk and laugh and do certain things. Like, he'd have people in there, well, what do you, well, what do, you do for a living? Oh, ideas! You do what kind of dance? I do jazz dance. Show us something. So you yeah. know now, who? What judge takes the time to do that? But he yeah, knew yeah. that that was going to get attention. So all of a sudden, the girls doing headstands and doing all kinds of things in the club. Yeah. So oh, he awesome. he he was he's very good too at engaging the the public, very good at engaging the people standing behind that. Besides being kind mm. to them and stuff, or or he mm. has a very very good way of he 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 doesn't embarrass them, but. He, he, he lets you know that you know you didn't do it right but I'm gonna let you off anyhow yeah and he has a nice subtle way sometimes of doing that so it's like they know yeah you got away but he gave you a warning and so so that was that was good you like I liked his approach to things
2: did you edit my episode
0: I don't do th- cool I never I don't think so. I know I didn't I would have I would have had it I would have a copy of it now yeah, he <laughs> would
2: have he would have told me when about did, that
0: when did, when did you go
2: well, I, I was I was there, and I and I and he was my judge. It was a traffic thing, and I think my my thing was too boring, maybe. And it I was gonna be. say because if you edited that, if you edited that, I was gonna have a bone to pick with you, man. Because oh, I was no, yeah. on oh, TV. No, my God. <laughs> I was on TV for like oh, two seconds. God. They screwed my was, face.
0: I would I was using that for blackmail on you. You'd have definitely
2: had a cop. blackmail me with 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 footage of me. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Coolie would have shared that, that on his Facebook. I'd be telling everybody, was going to go to jail. Everybody. I would have made, like, that... made that a live wallpaper on my cell phone, bro. You would
1: have been sending it to everybody. Yo, it's on TV, bro. what?
0: Do, do you remember what year it was? Do you
2: hmm? remember
0: what year it was, Cooley?
2: Oh, uh, it's going bad. I think it was like, geez, it had to be 2016,
0: I think. All right, I'll keep, my, I'll keep my eyes open he's gonna go <laughs> you're gonna go back is, in the archives
1: it, what's that <laughs> you're gonna go back in the archives and find
0: I'll, it i'll see a lot of those archives we can't get to because uh devmar mercury uh, who's a subsidiary of lionsgate owns a whole bunch oh of
1: yeah okay stuff.
0: but but yeah probably Coolly, that's probably what it was i'll be honest with you if they were too boring no, we would rate the cases abc and then out mm. abc so 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 we'd look for cases and and you know and that was one of the big things where we had this guy, Brad Johnson from Hollywood. He was the one that would decide, this is an A, this is a B, this is a B minus, this is a C, this one, ah, throw it out, it's too boring, nothing going on. Yeah, if cool, it was too, cool. too mundane, gone.
1: Cool, you should have done like a handstand or you should have done a dance or something, man. You yeah, made- yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: You should have swore, swore the judge or <laughs> 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 Oh, uh, God
1: well so I uh I definitely have a uh, a question for you my friend um yes. so you know you've worked with a lot of different equipment um and I just need to know uh are you for or against the crossfader <laughs> and if and, and I and either way I would like to know I would like to know why
0: <laughs> well. Cooley, Cooley, you know what he's talking about, right? The crossfader? Oh, yeah, I know
1: what he's talking about. I've already briefed him.
0: I can't (laughs) stand the crossfader. Now, it's because as a DJ that started doing this back in the mid-70s, we didn't use crossfaders. We used levers or we used knobs. Mm -hmm. So to me, crossfader is cheating. Mm
2: -hmm. We,
0: when you mix one song, you had the volume up on one, you had the volume ready to come up on the other one. As you as you mixed it, you just sort of brought the volume up on one, let them overlap, bring the volume down on the first song, put the volume up on the second song. So, yeah, I, I it's just a, it's a, because you see, talk to, uh, talk to Tony and I get into this time. <laughs> we, were, we were out there DJing. To me, the crossfader doesn't allow you to always start a song at its beginning, especially if it has a nice distinctive beginning, you know, mm-hmm. it doesn't let you do that. If you crossfade, then it's like, okay, it's blended in. So in the old disco era, yeah, where everything was uh, 128 beats a minute, 132 beats, 124, sure. every started then Everything started up with... Mm-hmm. So it was, it, it was easy to mix two or three songs that they all sound like that. When mm. they start, but if you're gonna go back and you're trying, you're gonna mix in, you know, Aretha Franklin. You can't mix Aretha Franklin, and you need to start with that first note. Yeah, you know that comes out. Uh, even, even, even songs like, um, you know, uh, uh, Will Smith's song there, the uh,
1: Summertime. Summertime,
0: yeah. yeah, yeah. Even that. Drums, you want,
1: please.
0: You want to hear drums, please. Yeah. You want it nice and loud and strong. You don't want it muffled in with other stuff. So, because that signals to everybody, like, oh, oh my god. Oh, my God, he's playing this. You know, and they get all excited. Yeah. And that's too, that's the thing, too. Songs with distinctive beginnings. What I song is that? Really Summertime? Like get them out there.
1: Summertime by Will Smith. Yeah. DJ yeah, Jazzy yeah. Jeff.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Songs with distinct beginnings, I always feel you got to get them out there. People people just know it. And sometimes I'll put on a song, even like... Um, Sister Sledge, we are family, we are family. I'll put that song on. And just as it's coming on with the, it's, it's got the beats, but the way the bass comes in, and I'll just get on the mic and go, you know, name that tune. And everybody, <laughs> they think they, they're a big deal. Well, of course, everybody knows the song, but name that tune. Everybody's shouting the name of the song. But that was the whole point. I got mm. you. I got you paying attention to the music and you're a part of the party. And now we're all partying together. And so that, mm. that's, that's, that's always my
1: philosophy. I think, that I think that, like, I agree with you. I definitely think the crossfader, like, yeah, like it, it works. Um, it, I mean, it, it definitely has a purpose, but I feel like, yeah, there are songs we want to comment on that, that banger, yeah. you know, but, but there are songs I feel like with a lot of like modern day DJs, because there's a lot of house music and stuff like that. Like you that's, said, like back in the day, like 128 BPMs, like now the crossfader can be very, very useful for fading, in blending songs yeah i think in, in the sum of today's music but yeah correct oh you but dude
0: and, <laughs> so, and also dude. that's an old and that's an old radio thing too in radio you don't yeah. you don't crossfade in radio you know oh and yeah you no know, know. fm bang that song mm. is there so that would be me i'd make a comment hey everybody blah 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 blah. yeah coming up next coolie's in the building bang song yeah is there. you know what i mean so it's like exciting it's so a boom and that's the other uh, thing. Make it nice and loud so they hear it and then bro- drop it down a little.
1: I'm so used to using, like, the crossfader, to blending when I DJ, and then I go to use your system when I'm, like, assisting you, and the, the shit's like that duct tape on it where I can't move it. I'm like, son of a bitch. Really? Dude, have him, I have him locked out. He can't
0: crossfade on. my Yeah,
1: but no, no, dude, nah. But I've even ripped that shit off. I'm like, nah, fuck that. If I'm DJing on your sh- on your goddamn system, and I'm and you have me, you asked me to do a set. That shit, I, I rip it off. Fuck that.
2: You better not touch that crossfader.
1: No, dude. No, but he always he always has it there. It's not just for me. But if I'm doing a set, that shit comes off.
0: Yeah. yeah
1: i just want to have the ability to use it i don't i have the time i don't even use it but i like I, to be able to I to mess just, with it a little bit i just
0: know? like to show you when it's good no it is fun. it
1: is but you have a but you have a comfort setup when you dj right, i have a comfort setup if i can't move it a little bit yes it screws me up dude you know what i'm saying so what i'm not you? even saying i use it but i need to be able to adjust it if i need to
0: I will, so, i'll let you do yeah. that
1: <laughs> yeah 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 got, all right we here got we, we go we got you got ready. Ready. I do have, I got to get this question in, man. I, I feel like, I don't even think I've ever asked you this before. What is, I mean, dude, you have DJed so much music and I know this is going to like, this is going to drive you crazy right now. What are? What is like your favorite type of music? Some of your favorite songs, dude, that like you could just listen to on loop. Like I know one of them is uh, Pat Metheny, but you know,
2: yeah,
1: <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean. Yeah,
2: see,
0: well, if you want to talk favorite group, yeah my favorite group i rarely get to play out in public and that's steely dan okay I'm a, i'll play it during a cocktail hour mm-hmm. and dinner music but basically steely dan doesn't have anything really to dance to
1: well so, i mean but what music do you prefer not just not just at gigs but great, like what's your great, favorite music yeah jazz jazz jazz
0: yeah. is actually my favorite music yeah so jazz is for me to listen at home you know what i mean uh, in, in fact, in fact, I'm at the stage now where I don't even listen to music too much at home. I'm listening to talk radio yeah. because I don't want the music to make me, uh, I want it to feel fresh when I'm out in yeah. public. So, so yeah. I don't even bother to listen to that. Now, I might practice a little. In fact, I'm about to pull out my system and practice here in a couple of, because I got a gig coming up in a couple of weeks, my first of the season. So I'll pull out the system and play with it and practice and all. But yeah, jazz is what I would listen to if I'm at home. Classical, believe it or not. That's what mm-hmm. I, because I, I remember I was at I played trumpet and French horn as a kid, so I was always in a in a marching band in the fall. But in the winter, we were we were concert band. Yeah, you know, yeah. So, so yeah. And then we talk about favorite dance stuff. To me, my favorite song is any song that gets people on the floor to dance. That's my yeah. favorite. <laughs> <laughs> if I get them on the floor to dance, okay, that's my favorite now.
1: <laughs> All right, man. Word. So uh where I mean if if let's say somebody's listening to this podcast, someone's listening to Showman, and they like, I gotta hire this guy for my wedding. I, I like this guy. Like, where can they find you? How can they hit you up? Do they just look they, for you on they, Facebook? They, they, they,
0: you know, they can yeah. they can go on Facebook and find Ulysses Goldman or uh I could give out I'll give out my my uh what is it, my my email address. You can email me or text me, Ulysses 7G at iCloud.com you know,
2: right.
0: is the way you could get in touch. But like I said, I, I, I'm I the kind of person where, you know, usually people who hire me, they either, they were, you know, I know them from somewhere, school, mm-hmm. work, or they were, you know, uh, their, their parents had me at mm-hmm. their wedding. Now they want me for their wedding or things like that. It's crazy.
1: Yeah. It's word of yeah. mouth, man. That's, that's.
0: Word of mouth is, is, is awesome. It really yeah. is.
1: That's yeah. the best because you know it's reliable too. That's you know?
0: exactly right. You There's no riffraff and stuff that you got to deal with. It, it, it is it's a good thing.
1: I think some of the best gigs or the best uh, clients are people that hire you because they have been to a wedding that you've DJed. So that's, it's like they've exactly. seen you in like, action and they're yes, like, that's exactly. what I want. So you don't have to worry about like catering to their exactly. needs. They already know what they're getting. Yeah, they
0: already, I, And you don't know, I love those when you'll have my pre-wedding meeting and, and I'll talk about music and they look at me and go, we hired you because we know you'll take care of that. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. And that's like, yeah, you're right. Absolutely. Yeah. I will. I will make yeah. sure we part- we will party. Yeah.
1: You know, I so. think uh, I, I gotta say one more thing. Uh uh I, I think one of the good things that you do as a DJ, it's not just getting people on the dance floor, but you have a way of um doing announcements where you get people excited for the night. You know, you get out there and you're like, hey, what's going on, everybody? We're here for so and so's wedding. Like we're gonna party tonight. You know, like, are you guys excited? You know, and I I love that about you, man. And I I think that you do that really well. And that that's that's a you know, some people can DJ, but they can't be they can't host the party. And I think you got the best of both worlds, man. so I, I respect you, that about you. You
0: want them to have fun. you gotta you gotta figure out where they are and get them to you.
1: That's right, man. That's what sure. I do.
0: That's it
2: now, now, Ulysses, I fully expect you to be like uh, like Dan Turner in <laughs> archive eighty one and find that tape <laughs> with me on it. Uh, that was super specific.
0: 2016, <laughs> I mean,
2: you think? Huh?
0: Yes. All right. Let me see. I'll, I'll do some. I'll do some digging around because we do yes, have. Yeah, I mean, you outside. might have
2: to dig deeper. I don't know, but I mean, I, just, like, I just immerse I just, yourself in that. And, and I
0: know. I know. Don't I'll, come I'll, out the I'll, house till you
2: find it, man. All
0: right. <laughs> I want to see it.
2: <laughs>
0: I have a mission. Oh my god! If
2: you find it, we will. We will oh, air.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh no, we will definitely air.
1: No
2: we'll uh, have it, to ha- we'll have to have you back on and
1: and we'll like we'll we'll show the episode as we're talking.
0: <laughs> am, oh, that's gonna I'm gonna definitely go looking for it now
1: <laughs> That's amazing so, that's amazing
0: uh,
1: so can can anybody do you have any stuff on SoundCloud people can find you any music not, you've uploaded not at, or anything not at or? The
0: moment i am i I am in the process of uh, I produce some music, but my mm-hmm. music is more uh, cinematic. Yeah, you know, right. it, 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 there's some funky stuff, and I'm working on some things, and I'm about to learn how to master songs and stuff. But uh, and we'll see where that goes.
1: But right, my man. music
0: is, it gets to the point where I I I want you to be able to. Well, no, I don't make dance music for the most part. That's what I want to say. It's cinematic. And you can. It's got some funky pieces to it, some jazz pieces to it, but uh, you know, it's it's more like almost like background that you yeah. use on the podcast or or something background type music. So awesome Which is fun. Man. i got to, i'll have to play some for you when i get it ready
1: hell yeah it, do it's, it. uh,
0: that's another whole thing i'm learning as i get older is okay you know you got fun you got logic pro to work with on a mac you should be able to master
2: yeah
1: that's
0: what people are using the master i should be able to do that you know you just yeah. gotta know what you know what to do to, to get it to, to the specs that it's supposed to have so i'll let you know how that plays out
1: all right man keep me posted <laughs> all right will do Well, listen, the Ulysses, I appreciate you coming on the Don't Call Us Anthony podcast. Congratulations. You did not call either of us Anthony, but I know you've never done that before. (laughs) So with that being said, man, thank you so much for coming on, brother. Uh, We'll definitely talk soon. And, uh. You're the man, bro. I appreciate it. Well,
0: thank, Thanks, you, thank you for having me. Good seeing you guys. And Tony, we got weddings to do this summer.
1: We got weddings. You know where no to find me.
0: <laughs> to do this
1: Let's go. <laughs> All right. All right, buddy. Peace, guys. Later. Peace. Later, brother. <laughs> hey, everybody. Thank you so much for checking out this episode, and we truly appreciate your support. If you are listening to this episode, please be sure to subscribe to our podcast and rate it to help us share these conversations with others who may enjoy it. If you're watching the show on YouTube, please be sure to subscribe and click that notification bell so you can be notified as soon as we drop new and exciting content. Thank you so much again for joining and be sure to tell your friends, just make sure you don't call us Anthony.